This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. We're speaking to the EFF Bethuel uh, Munyai, Prime Secretary, about an incident of racism, discrimination, and Rand School in Randfontein, where black learners, of course, are being denied admission. The EFF is currently picketing there and will continue picketing tomorrow. Let's get the latest and let's bring Bethuel Munai, EFF Provincial Deputy Secretary, into the conversation. Bethuel, welcome to Power 98.7. How are you? I'm all right. Good evening, Denzel and the listeners. Good, good, man. Bethuel, uh, let's let's start with the conversation that we were having around metric results. From an EFF component, uh, you're happy, they're happy. You, it's something to celebrate. You know, we wish them well. What, um, I, I, I know your leadership would have would have issued a statement, but I have you here now, Chief, and I've just completed that conversation. Um, you know, what what do we do with the with the with the with the metric results of 2022? What's on your mind? Yeah, firstly, let us congratulate the metric of mm. uh, 2022, class of 2022. Mm-hmm. Yeah, through hardship of COVID and blackouts and their condition, mm. so they become victorious. So we are saying to the metric results that uh, 80% is something to celebrate. Mm. So mm. it is so nice, but we are saying to the uh, black in particular students, let them pursue higher education mm. uh, to attain the economic freedom in our lifetime mm. so that we can able to change the plight of our country and change our material condition moving forward. Mm. And it has been proven that uh, education is the key that can able to change that. Mm. So let's, let's, let's look at the other side of that coin. And, and, and the reason why you're picketing outside a particular school uh, at this very particular point. And, and, and there, of course, there's the whole issue, and we've seen it at other schools, Bethuel as well, um, where admission and, and, and enrollment is, has become a particular problem. But admission around the Ribiak Rand Wurst School in Randfontein. Tell us, tell us why you're picketing outside at that particular school and, and, and how long you're going to be there and, and, and what, what, what you've understood to be the to be the issue at at Rebek Rand. Yeah, we've been picketing as of today, mm-hmm. but uh, we we visited that school from last week when we embarked on a back to school program. Yeah. And we then realized that there are parents who were applied that in that particular school but they are returned. Yeah. So we approached the school principal, Ms. Van mm. Zeil, and the, the deputy principal, mm. to find out why the only black parents have been retained, because mm. they were successful and they're living within the vicinity, mm. of which they have applied online and they met all the requirements. But mm. then we realized or it is more to that of uh, racial discrimination. Mm. Because the school, when we check, the composition of the school is predominantly white. All Mm. teachers are white. There is no black teacher. Mm. The administration is white. There is no black uh, personnel. The security guard is white. Only cleaners is black. Mm. We then sense that there is something wrong with this particular school. Mm. 
and we approach the district and say, mm. uh, what is it that they are doing? Because uh, we can see there is an influx of uh, enrollment uh, admission in township school, but in this particular school, mm. the district is doing nothing. Mm. Uh, we had a meeting with them. They even indicated that we have got a problem there. Mm. They are only accepting African speaking, but from certain schools. So we said it can't be correct because mm. uh, in township school, all parents are going there. And in this district, we see the queues mm. being only blacks. Mm. But in this school, you are doing nothing. We approach the school mm. and we write a, a letter to them and say, uh, let them explain why this list of uh, students, they are not being accepted. Mm. Uh, we're told, no, go and talk to the Department of Education, mm. go and talk to the district. We don't have time. Uh, our school is full. We mm. cannot do anything. Mm. Yesterday, we went there with uh, the leadership of the region, mm. and the school principal, she didn't want to talk to us. Mm. Yeah, then that's where we came and said, no, let's apply for uh, picketing. We informed the police, we mm. informed the public safety, then we were picketing. Mm. We had a, a meeting with them today mm. uh, with regard to the non-admission uh, uh, of the learners. We yeah. had almost 80 learners who were returned. Yeah. And 80? All, uh, 80? 80. Yeah. Yeah, who were returned. And all of them are black learners. Mm. Yeah, then we said, no, you must open up. And we find that they only accepted for new grades, uh, for grade eight. It was only 61 that they've admitted. Mm. So what so came out, what came out, Bethel? What came out of your meeting with them today? Uh, it, it will continue tomorrow. We given them that 80 learners that tomorrow we want them to meet with the SGB. We gave them a time to meet with the SGB. Mm. Then tomorrow, 10 o'clock, uh, we are meeting with them, the principal and the district uh, mm. department, mm. to strive a way forward. But our position is that they must open it up and able to uh, give the space to the black learners. Because mm. we realize that on their classes, it's only 35. When it's 35, it's full. But township schools is all, almost 60-something, 50 in a classroom. Mm. But to them, 30, 35 is a fool. So mm. it can't be correct. And again, they are not accepting black learners, mm. only white. And it, also to make what matters worse, there is no black teacher mm. in that particular school. So they are not there for transformation. It's mm. so disappointing that the current government of the ANC since for 29 years, we still have a school that they've got their own territory as a white supremacy school, that they're advocating the apartheid regime in the in that particular school. It can't mm. be correct. So tomorrow, we are for sure that they need to open up and also we need to get transformation, get teachers, black teachers, mm. Going there. We will also be told not to forget the principals. Uh, we said, no, Why are you not hiring uh, black teachers? Mm. Said, we cannot hire black teachers. They are not, they cannot pronounce well or talk Africans very well. So we said, No, it can't be correct. That mm. you, you said, We've got many African teachers who can talk Africans. 
country, even mm. better than Afrikaners. And again, it can't be correct or you make Africans to be uh, 80% spoken in that English, in that particular school, while the surrounding area, they speak mm. English. So it must be vice versa. We need 20% of Africans and eight of English and other African languages being introduced in that we're in conversation with Bechol Munyai, EFF Provincial Deputy Secretary. It's around the kind of protests that they're engaging around the Ribek Rand School in Randfontein. And obviously you've heard over the last five minutes or so there the reasons why the EFF decided or has decided to particularly, you know, go and picket around this particular school. But not only do that, also get involved in some of the conversations and try to find solutions to the schools and try to just bring a different dynamic to that particular school as well. They said, of course, you know, that they had visited the school as part of that back-to-school initiative, firstly, but then, of course, they found that, you know, there were particular issues arising from the school, whereas enrollment was concerned, and particularly around uh, black students. Uh, let's go to Sipusetu Mbanda. Mbanda. Uh, Sipusetu, you're a concerned aunt. Yes, yes, I'm a concerned aunt and so Yes, tell, tell us what you experience. I applied last year very early when they opened the, the applications for grade 8. Sure. And I applied at the school and my address was specifically within the vicinity of the school. Mm. But then it was rejected because um, they said the school has been filled with all the students who live within the vicinity of the Mm. Of I mean within the area, mm. so because we applied in like different schools, so we also tried to wait for the outcome on the other school. Sure. And she, <clears throat> my niece was then sent to the school that is like out of the place that she even stays. Mm. Mm. Out of so, the area, out of the area, and so many, area, yeah, so many people have actually acknowledged that you know, I mean, they've applied for schools in their vicinity, but you know, the travel distances for some of them are like 40, 40 k's, and 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 yeah. and they don't understand some of that. You're you're one of those. Yes. Now I don't understand how they expect us to pay for that transport. Mm. You know. Yes, and um, within, I mean, with the school that they send her to, it's not even like that safe for her. And and when you're talking about where they're placing her, you're talking about who's placing you, the, the Department of Education the now? Department, the mm. department sent her to, to a totally different school where she never applied and it's not even close to where she stays. Mm. Yes. So that's just really the problem. Mm. And I had to go back to Ruby Grand because it's within the area. So mm. they, they have no other choice but like to give me an explanation as to why they can't take her. Mm. So, so what's what 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 are you doing right now around around the the admission aspect? So, so, so um, the particular learner now, you're uh, you, you're the aunt. Yes. Is, is she now attending this new school that is you know Not outside? Attending. She's at home. She's she's just waiting as I am waiting for the outcome. So she's just waiting in limbo and waiting for the outcome. Yes, she hasn't been going. It's been two weeks now. She hasn't been going to school. She hasn't been attending anything. And she's obviously left behind with mm. the work. But um, I think she's going to be able to cover. Mm. The most important thing now is to get her into the school that into- is closer to where she stays now. She said, I'm going to go to somebody else. Tolo. Tolo Ntulane. Tolo Ntulane. Hi. Hi. You're a concerned family member. 
Yes, um, I'm an older sister to my brother. You're an? Older sister. Older sister to your brother? Yes. Right. So um, it's a similar situation where we applied. Yeah. And so how the system works is that you're given three options of the school. Yeah. So it's, so you select your first option, mm. second option, third option. Yeah. And um, last year, the, the, the system came back with the response that the schools are full. Mm. And then the system selects the school for you. So, so the, the three schools that you selected, uh, mm-hmm. were, you were told they're full? Sorry? You, the, of the three schools that you selected, mm-hmm. that you would have selected, you were told those schools are full? Yes, all of them. And do. so the department then steps in and then chooses a school for you? Yes. Sure. And then there's an option in that online portal to either accept or reject. Yeah. And then if you reject, you must um, say why you're rejecting the school. Sure. So we did that um, with my mom. We rejected the school and then we stated the reason. And then after that, when it was come January, now we're going to inquire at the school that why are you not taking mm. um, my brother? This is, this is Rebecca Rand School now? Yes. Sure. So now the system says accepted at another school. So whether you've rejected the school or not, mm. automatically that that portal just accepts you to a school that you've never even applied for. Mm. And then at River Grand, they said um, they were going to put him on a waiting list. Mm. So um, then I went, I told them that I went to the department, to the district, and they wrote his name on the list. So what must happen now? They said they're just going to put him on the waiting list. Mm. So we've been going back and forth. I've been going like almost every day to the, to the district. Mm. And what, what happens is that they tr- they were trying to get us, I guess, other schools because the the school that we want they are full mm. and with Rebecca Grant I felt like it's like they are kind of buying faith to 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 us they are telling us that they are putting him on a waiting list but then when you're at the district they're like no the principal wants nothing um it's full they can't take any more students mm. and I've been to the school as well I've seen that majority of the people they are white. Um, and the people that at the, are at the district, it's only black people. I've never seen a white person facing mm. uh, the chairs, um, the benches there. It's always, it's just us, the black people, who mm. are just trying to get our family members or the kids to school, basically. Mm. Mm. So, okay. So, so Bethel says there's, there's, there's an instance of around 80 people, 80 learners, who are in the same predicament that you're in uh, with, of course, uh, Siposetu as well. Um, and, 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 you know, you, you, when you hear that particular kind of number, you understand, and, and, and my understanding would be that, you know, the, the school is going to have some difficulty, even if it can place some students. The school is going to find some difficulty in placing 80 students. And that's what, the, and, and that's what obviously they're going to say. Let's, let's for example, they say they come back and, and the EFF does have some success, you know, in the picketing and, and what they're doing and the conversations they're having. What, what happens when they say, you know what, okay, cool, you know, we, 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 we'll have a, a, a change of heart here, we'll allow 15 more in, but... In, in, in that particular instance, you find that, you know, your particular family member, your particular, you know, learner is not in that particular number. What, what happens even when they do uh, begin to make some form of concession 
and 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 you still find yourself you know on you know outside of that particular system i mean um it's it's heartbreaking at this particular moment but it's going to be devastating at that particular time um i've thought about that and mm. i've also thought what will i even tell my little brother because every time mm. when i come home i tell him that they're trying to um open up space for you guys because mm. i don't know what to tell him mm. but i think it's very concerning because if it's 80 people mm. it's what are the chances of them taking 80 black yeah. students yeah. it's very rare i'm very much well aware of that so it's a thing where now we have to look for other alternatives other schools because the school that they've selected is school that every parent run away from mm. because of the reputation of the school mm. that use um the gambling um, there's a lot of things that are happening, and if it, like imagine a child coming from primary school where they were not exposed to these things, and then they go to this high school where the school does not have discipline, mm. um, and now they're exposed to these things. So it's a very hard um, pill. It would be a very hard pill to swallow, mm. but we'll have to make another plan because also him not going to school, he's also losing out on the lessons um, mm. that they're currently having. So I know that he can catch up. And I'm still hopeful that eventually he'll get a proper school. Um, it's gotten to a point where we have to now think of private schools, um, which are schools that we didn't um, budget for. Mm. And, like I'm already thinking about the cost of just a mm. private school. Having to engage and, that. Mm. Yeah, having to do that. So it's it's a very, we're in a very um, unsafe situation rather. So it's just a matter of just having hope. And if it doesn't work out, then I guess we'll just have to go because the department is literally forcing us to take to go to these schools that we never even applied for, which I don't get what was the point of us even applying and having three options mm. and not even get one of those options. But mm. instead, the department suggests another school. Mm. Um, you know, uh, Tolo is talking about schools where people run away from and, and, and they don't have the discipline. Do you, mm. do, you also, do you also perceive the schools to be of that kind of nature? Because ultimately, you know, when you talk to a government department official, they're going to be saying, a school is a school is a school. You know, the government has good schools and, 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 and you know, the, the government, particularly from some of these schools, delivers good students. And, and you know, um, some of the schools that we're talking about and we and we're degrading, you know, when we do talk about them like that, um, actually deliver top students. And so the language changes uh, when you talk to government officials about a school and a school and a school. But you're as a family member, you're as, as an as an aunt, as 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 somebody who's concerned about the education of 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 you know a family member, you do make that differentiation between what is a good school and what is seemingly a bad school. Where, like Tolo says, you know, you want to run away from those particular schools. Uh, so, do you make that particular distinction, despite what the government or the department tells you about? You know. Uh, uh, some of the best learners come from these particular schools. Yes, we do make that because they are not the pe- they are not the ones who usually send their kids to such schools. We are the ones who see everything, right? Mm. So you'd send your niece to some school, and she will come back telling you that this happened at school. For instance, last week Friday, we heard that at some school that she was sent to, there mm. was a learner that was stabbed, and as a parent, that puts you 
in a panic mode now mm. that is it even safe to send my child to the school am i really going to be um risking with her life like that mm. yes she's going to be getting the education that she needs but at what cost mm. you understand so it's not every day that they see these things happening but as parents we experience everything through them through mm. the kids so i don't really think they understand um how much it means for, for 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 us to distinguish between a good school and a seemingly bad school mm. you know? yes sibusetu so so uh so so on on the issue of and i raised it with solo the issue of 80 learners who are waiting to be placed for this particular school um and and i raised the 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 you know the the sort of scenario where let's for example say the school does say to the EFF and to the department and to the district, okay, you know what, we, we, we can and we'll make place for 20, but you're not in those 20. What, what are the kind of options that are left to you now? Tolo is beginning to say, you know what, I'm, I'm beginning to look at, 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 at private schools and the kind of cost around that because she's also made her calculations and said, uh, you know what, 80 is, is a pretty high number. So so what happens in, are you also then looking at a, a private school scenario? What, what, what's what's the, the, the worst case scenario for you around this? Um, it's really going to be tricky for us because mm. we don't even have that kind of budget mm. because the parent herself is not working. Mm. She's only going to be able to afford the school that she applied to but now suddenly having to make adjustments to other schools mm. and looking for other private schools now it's just it's gonna be really tricky for her mm. uh financially mm. so um it's really yeah i'm also gonna go with her it's really a matter of hope hoping mm. that um we will be in that list because um when they place you on the waiting list because they also placed us on waiting list so mm. they do tell you mm. when you make an appeal they do tell you what number you are on the waiting list mm. so hopefully i don't know if they do take students who were not who were rejected according to what number they are mm. on the waiting list hopefully we are on that number but if we are not then it's really I don't know. It's it's really going to be tricky, and mm. um, maybe we're going to end up sending her to that school. But it's it's really not a. It, it was really not our i our idea. Mm. I mean, mm. our ideal solution mm. because the school is also far. So um, we still haven't figured out how mm. we're going to go around that. Let's talk about. Uh, let's talk about my last question to you. Let's talk about uh, River Grand School and 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 the the kind of situation you find yourself in. Why do you think you're finding yourself in this particular situation? What 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 do you think is the issue? Racism? Just the school is full. You know, there, there's no numbers. Um, you know, the EFF put their particular. Uh, strong point forward they just believe you know that um it's racism and they've outlined why they believe it's absolute racism what do, what do you think's going on at the school you know when when you look at you know um the, the the kind of problem you're facing i also believe that it's not only racism but also i think they also check which school does the learner or the prospective learner come from mm. so i think it also counts if the, the learner is from maybe their well-known schools, mm. you know, um, and maybe uh, they've also prioritized the race of the child. Mm. So I think that that's that's the issue with them. Mm. Yeah, I think that's that's why they they all 
that's what they prioritize when they make all these selections. Sure. And then, and then shade it with, um, cover it up with being, uh, with, with, with sending our concerns to the district or the Department of Education. Sipuseto Mbondo, what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask Tumelo to bring both you and Tolo back uh, next week or the week after just to find conclusion to what's going on here. Thank you so much for coming on to Power Perspective. All right. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you, Sibusetu. Tolo, I have to thank you too for coming on to Power Perspective. And of course, we're going to constantly and engage with you further as to, you know, how this pans out. And I really, really hope there's a, there's a, you know, there's a good news story at the end of the day. But of course, we're going to track it and see, and see what happens. So we'll, we'll also just be calling you to find out how things go. But, but good luck. And, uh, um, you know what, um, I, I also make the distinction between a good school and, and a bad school. And, and like you said, people run away from some of these schools. And, and we know why, even though the government might want to be telling us, you know, a, a little bit differently. There are, there are public good schools and public bad schools. And that, and that, of course, is a differentiator to make. Tolo, I have to thank you so much for coming on to Power Perspective. Thank you so much, Tenza. Thank you. That's Tolo. Uh, before I go back to Bethuel, I want to go to Ernest in Mamalodi. Ernest? Hey, um, Denzel, how are you? I'm good from Um Denzel. Um Denzel says hello, Chief. Yes, and how is the fight on that side, leadership? Ah, he's, he's, he's good. He's waiting. He's waiting because I'm going to close, I'm going to close the conversation you know, with him. I continue to be disappointed, you know, in the type of society that we are fast becoming and we are doing nothing about that you know mm-hmm. he said that uh, you know um it is black teachers who teaches in townships that were fighting that their children must go to white schools mm. you know it is said that we still have leadership with that things that we, we need to force ourselves to belong mm. to white schools hence we've hence we've got schools that are closed you know, shut down within our communities that are continuing to breed the uh, criminals, uh, you know. It is just said that uh, today we still don't have, you know, such type of leaders, you Mm -hmm. know. I'm disappointed in the type of uh, gospel, in the type of, you know, political angle that we continue to take, you know, as black organizations. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm a fighter myself, you know, you know, every time when I listen to, to, you know, to to, to the president, Julius Malman, I get motivated you know but you know when I look at the ground you know it's just so sad you mm. know that you know I was at my daughter's school the school it's just so dirty you know uh, you know but to, you know teachers the very same township teachers their children you know they they, they, they are the ones who are doing those children there you see they are the, they are children of our you know our leaders you know mm. you know you know it's just so sad for us as the ground force you know Ernest, I'm going to leave it there. So sad as the ground floors. Jan in Silver Lakes, Jan? Denzel. Yes, sir. Actually, I'm lost for words. Mm? Your previous caller and your guest mm. said it all. Mm. I think the ministers, they should start living the reality. Mm. Mm. We spoke about migration before we come to the quality of education. Mm. Migration has caused this country a huge population to move towards urban areas. Mm. They have not built any other schools. Where are we supposed to go in terms of when we are in Pretoria East? Same schools you know before 94. Mm. 
the same schools we still have right now, but population in terms of mushrooming of townhouses and estates around this area. Mm. Have they ever sat down and look at the infrastructure to understand where are we going to get schools from? Where are we going to get clinics from? Because of when the minister come in and insult us and say, irrespective of the situation of not being close to understanding what challenges are going through on the ground, and mentioning that with those few students who passed with candles at home, these are the role models to be modeling the Department of Education with. Mm. We know the difference between what you call Kuro in Pretoria East mm. and mm. what we call Kuro in Mamelodi. Mm. They will mm. never be the same. Secondly, what I'm worried about also, before we point fingers in, t- in terms mm. of our leadership in terms of the school itself, go to our schools in the townships. We don't need private schools. Have the proper management, set the standard correctly. I'm coming from one school called Kuenamadiba. Mm. At that time, there's a so-called, the principal was Ranamani. Everybody knows Ranamani, I believe, in Vuputatwana during those days. He was way ahead of his time. Because of he used to take care of the school, but go and check that school today that is called Kuenamadiba, how mm. it looks like today. It's people that are in the school, teachers that are in the school. Before we move to township schools, before we move to urban areas, what is the quality of managing the schools itself and providing? Mathematics is mathematics. It will never change. Jan, I'm going to leave it there. Jan, let's go to Stephen in Salvokop. Stephen? My brother, how are you? I'm good, Stephen. I'm actually not agreeing with the leadership sure. of the ESN. Sure. You can't go and say that 16 or 35 percent, 35 learners, Mm. he's not agreeing with that. Mm. We must actually fight for the 60 children in our classrooms. Mm. That is the problem that we are having ever since, before apartheid, even now. They must actually fight for things like that, that there must be more classrooms in our schools so that there can be lesser children in one class. Stephen, I'm going to end it there. Let's go back to Bethuel. Bethuel, yeah. Thank it's, you very much. It's been a conversation, Bruce. So, so how, how do you see this working out? Bethuel, how do you see the, the, the end result? Okay, no, thank you. Uh, on grade 8, on that 80, the grade 8 is only 35. Others, they are in mm. our classes. Mm. So, and the school does not even want to take anything. So when I'm saying... There are 35, others is 13 in the class, others is 35 is maximum. Mm. In township schools, we've got 40. Yes, we are agreeing that we must build more classes, but now we are, uh, we are faced with immediate crisis of which they need to open up. We cannot leave any child on the street. Mm. So instead of 30, let's have at least 40. This uh, ribbon runs, they've got seven classes of grade eight. We told them before that in seven, then let's put five each class. We're going to have 40. So you can accommodate everyone. Sure. In the township, sure. they've got more than 40 in a class. So why they don't do it? So even the department, they are placing containers in the township. They don't place containers in these uh, so-called former white schools. Betul, so I'm going to end it there.
I'm going to end it there. Betul, thank you so much, Prud, for coming on. We're going to be following up the story. Thank you so much, Prud, for coming to Power 98.7. Okay, thank you very much. We'll be picketing tomorrow uh, at uh, uh, 8 o'clock at that particular school. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.